I clung to you like a child with a new toy, never wanting to let you go, never warding you out of my life. My heart and my mind was a batch of emotions thrown together in a mass of confusion. My eyes slowly became open and I could see the reality of you. I could see the false love, the false passion that captured me like a young lion that strayed away from his mother. The more I saw less of you, the less I needed you. You can no longer seduce me nor tempt me with your deadly passions. I will no longer search for you nor call out to you in the middle of the night. I will not be persuaded by memories of my past love for you. I inform you that our relationship has come to its end. I have a new love who is faithful and loving to me. She will not invade my heart with false hopes. Her name is Sobriety. Good evening, friends. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Babuliki Moseki. And we are continuing with uh, our discussion on social media disorder, which we started last week. We did part one with brother uh, Bohosi Puti. He's actually a life coach, a student life coach. So that's what he does. And today he's doing part two of two um, of the same social media disorder. So he will take us through uh, the information that he did not share with us last week and wrap up on this one. And then we'll get ready for another one, which will come next week, which will be on a different um, topic altogether. Uh, talking about games and the addiction to video games and, or digital games and all that. So we will just give him time to you know, introduce himself and then go ahead with sharing the information with the rest of us. Thinking out loud, shaping your destiny. Hello everyone, I just want to take this time to welcome you once again to... Um our presentations on social media disorder. Um, this is our second presentation and our last presentation on social media disorder. Our coming presentation, the last two presentation, we are going to look at game addiction. Now, I hope you have listened to my previous presentation when I was doing about, um, when I was giving you an introduction to this um, topic of social media disorder. And um, one of the things that we spoke about on social media disorder on our first presentation is um, the impact it has on your brain, particularly looking at the dopamine. Um, particularly looking at the dopamine and one of the things that we also looked at was the statistics of the consumption of social media globally even in our country Botswana all right now today we're going to look at um, we're going to answer some questions of um, you know what is the complexity of social media um, how can I tell that I am addicted to this thing called social media and um, what are the symptoms? Um, what are the symptoms? And we're going to also look at in detail the impact of social media in your life. And um, and um, and lastly, we're going to look at um, how can we free ourselves, or how can we um, help um, to be free from this thing um, called disorder of social media. All right, let's get into it. I want to start with um, a Bible verse, um, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28, that says, A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Uh, that's a very interesting verse um, that is trying to 
um, illustrate that lack of self-discipline, lack of self-control, um, it's like a, a city that is dilapidated. It's like a broken city. So that is to say it has no safety. Anyone can just come in. Anyone can just do whatever they want. That's why social media can just do whatever it wants in your life. All right. Um, you, we have explained what is social media um, disorder. Social media addiction is a behavioral disorder in which teens and young adults, um, even elderly people um, nowadays, becoming enthralled by social media and unable to reduce or seize their consumption of online media despite negative consequences and severe um, draw, um, drawbacks. So that is basically what social media is. Now, let us look at the complexity of social media and dopamine that I've explained. Remember, if you want to know more about dopamine, go back to my previous presentation. Now, if you were to ask 50 people um, if they are gambling, you might get 1% of them saying, yes, we are gambling. But the rest of them might say, we are pure, we don't gamble. But... The assumption is the assumption is a person who gambles, the person who goes to casino and play cards and play with those slot machines, is a person who goes to the shadins and play, um, you know, um, um, you know, play with those cards. But in reality, is you know, the difference between us and those people is they go to casino, but we have the machines in our hands. My argument is we are just the same as them because we have gambling machines in our pockets. These are the machines that we keep scrolling and scrolling from morning to evening. And what we actually do is we keep pulling, pulling the triggers, pulling, not knowing which pull in the machine will gratify you. So we have this excessive um, or we do it in an excessive manner to reach that gratification. And that is backed up by... Um, or that is driven by this thing called the magic of maybe. You know, maybe there's a text. Maybe there is a notification. Maybe there is something that I, that I can get from that notification. Maybe if I can scroll, I will get something that can satisfy me. And that does what? It spikes your dopamine. Just as the guy who used drugs and gambles. So when we get notifications and likes and comments, we become vulnerable to the moment. We can't do anything but to check what people are saying about us. So, so, so the conversation of social media addiction is bigger than the word addiction. One man once said, what people are going to hear in the near future is, there is a fundamental mismatch between the way our brains are wired and the behavior of exposing yourself um, to stimuli with intermittent rewards throughout your waking hours. So, so, so the, the, um, so it's one thing to spend a couple of hours at the slot machine in Las Vegas, but if you bring the slot machine with you and you pull that handle all the day long, when you wake up, when you go to bed, we are not wired from it. It's a short second, or it's short second, um, the brain. We are starting to find that it actually um, it has actually cognitive consequences, and one of them being the short or perversive background harm of anxiety. So, so, so it's one thing, it's one thing, brothers and sisters, to have a machine with you at your home, but more than that, a machine that you can go with to your work, to come back with, to go to shops with, to come back, to go to your bed with. It's one thing. Um, it's 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 so it's 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 really disturbing.
it's really disturbing to measure the amount the amount of consumption of this thing all right let's move on you might be asking all right i can hear i can hear what you're saying but how can i really measure that i'm addicted there is something we call bergen um social media addiction scale it's a survey that is psychological and is used by um, psychologist it has been accepted in the psychology community um, just to check um, if you are addicted now it has six statements that are, are um, in a 60 statement that you have to rate yourself in a scale of five you have to rate yourself in a scale of five if you say one you're simply saying very rarely if you say two you're simply saying really if you say three yes you're in the middle sometimes if you say four you're simply saying often if you say five you are simply saying very often so here are the six statements that um, you can rate yourself in a scale of five you spend first and foremost the first one is you spend a lot of time thinking about social media or planning how to use it you can scare you can rate yourself number two you feel an urge to use social media more and more number three you use social media in order to forget about personal problems mm -hmm. number four you have tried to cut down on the use of social media without success Number five, you become restless or troubled if you are prohibited from using social media. Number five, you use social media, um, you use social media so much that it has had a negative impact on your job or studies. Now you can, um, you can, you can um, rate yourself and see where do you fall now if you have scored four to five that is often and very often on at least four of these statement it could be an indicator that you are addicted yeah you are addicted on social media now what are we seeing the symptoms of social media are as follows first and foremost you feel anxious when you are not using social media number two um you are taking social media takes most of your time that is symptom number two that you are addicted social media takes most of your time number three you feel the urge to check um, your phone whenever a notification pops yeah the magic of maybe also is there number three social media in, is the first and the last thing you do in a day when you wake up social media when you go to sleep social media is the first and the last thing you do in a day i always tell people when you wake up don't check don't check your social media even your emails read the bible pray and have a book that you can read about success about dreams about self-development you know so that is to say uh, mind programming in the in the morning yeah mind program in the morning because if you don't um set your mind in the right way um someone else will do it for you that is on social media all right now um number five symptom of social media addiction is miss um living in the moment um you are always disconnected with the moment spending time capturing for fb post hmm? the last one is spending very much less time with your family you are always disconnected you're always disconnected with your family and some of the symptoms that um, um, you have a dopamine a regulatory syndrome is hypersexuality that is increased libido and um, that is violent sexual prof um, violent sexual behavior 
um, that is leaning too much on pornography. And one of the things um, that are there is pathological gambling, a serious, serious financial losses. And the last one is aggression, not tolerating criticism, huh? anger, explosion, jealousy, and tendency to violence. So those are the symptoms of social media addiction and um, symptoms of dopamine irregulatory syndrome. Now, some of the impacts that are there um, on social media is what we call nobophobia. Nobophobia is the, is, is, is the fear of living without your phone. The fear of living without your phone. Now, here are interesting statistics of um, nobophobia. Um, they say that 66% of population suffers from nobophobia. Just four years ago, only 53% um, percent of people said they were afraid of losing or being without their phones. Hmm? So we got 60% of people suffering from nobophobia. Um, then we have 70% of women um, have mobile phone separation anxiety compared to 61% of men. Then we have 66% of people who sleep next to their smartphones and 20% would rather go um, shoeless for a week than temporarily release um, their phones. And one of the things that I've seen in these statistics is that 20% of women um, keep checking their um, phones during sexual intercourse. That is a very, very um, um, serious disorder. 20% keep checking their phones during sexual intercourse. My goodness. Hmm. Then 72% of people report being with... 72% um, of people report being within five feet of their smartphones the majority of their time. Then the last thing about nobophobia is 47% of men are really are likely to have two mobile phones compared to 36% of women. All right. So... That is nobophobia, and I just want to throw in these warning signs of nobophobia. Um, that is, sometimes you will have what we call withdrawal symptom um, when your mobile phone or network is unreachable. That is one of the warning signs of nobophobia. Number two, you'll feel anxiety. Number three, boredom and depression. Um, number four, disturbing your sleep. You're always on your phone throughout the night. You know, and one of the things that are there is risk. You put your life at risk to check your phone over and over. It's just similar to the people who put headphones while they are walking on roads. They can't hear. Even when a car hooters behind them, they can't hear that. So you're putting yourself at risk physically and um, 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 emotionally, you know, or mentally. And one of the things that are there, the warning signs of nobophobia is always with your phone. When you go to your toilet, you are with your phone. When you go to take a shower, you are with your phone. When you eat, we are with your phone. Those are the warning signs of nobophobia. All right, let's continue because of time as I'm about to get into um, the, 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 what do you call it? The treatment of how you can really fight this thing. Now, one of the impacts that are there is what we call sidology. Now, I know sidology is the term that we normally use on um, TV uh, movies um, or clips. Is um, We use it more on online streaming platforms because sidology is basically the art of lying. It's the art of lying. Now, 
The art of lying in context of social media is we see the pressure in young people, which is the one that is escalating um, depression and anxiety amongst young people. We see young people who want to validate their lives with social media. Mm. They want to validate their lives with social media. Um, and, um, and, 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 and what happens is they, 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 they begin to develop this thing of dependence on posting their um, um, pictures, photos, and they want to get that feedback from people, what they are saying about them. And once they get those likes and thumbs up, there is that magic that happens in them. Hmm? There is that magic that does happens in them. They begin to feel that performance, that, aha, I got it. Then they want to get it again. Huh? That is dopamine. Hmm? That is dopamine in action. And what happens is they begin to get the social media depression and anxiety, comparing their feeds, their profiles with other people, and they begin to develop this low self-esteem, self-confidence. And let me tell you, let me warn you, comparing is the theme of joy. Hmm? It's a theme of joy because we want to compare ourselves with these celebrities. Huh? And one man once said, we don't even know what happens to these celebrities. We don't know what they are going through in their lives. We only see them um, on social media, media. Because one thing about social media is people, they want to see, they want to be perfect. Huh? Someone will be suffering um, in their marriage. And they'll be posting good things about their marriage. But in reality, they are suffering. Suffering. So one man um, who worked on social media, he said, "We're in a bad state of affair. We are compound. We have compound this problem. We have cured ourselves around this perceived sense of perfection because we get reward with the sense, short-term signals, hearts, legs, thumbs up. Um, we conflate with the value. Um, we conflate it with um, that which is truth." Um, instead, what is really is is fake, um, brittle um, popularity um, that's short term and that leaves you even more um, admitted, admitted, vacant and empty before you did it. Because then it forces you into the vicious circle where you are really like, what's the next thing? What is the next thing? I need to do now because I need that thing back. Mm -hmm. So that is the problem that we have with ideology and social media depression and anxiety. And one of the impact that are there is um, pantom um, vibration syndrome. Um, pantom um, vibration syndrome. Um, this is simply um, a relatively new phenomenon where you felt um, your phone go off, but it didn't. Because we are living at a point where technology is rewiring our nerve system. A study shows that, um, you know, our brains now perceive our each um, as an actual vibration of a phone. Imagine. <laughs> so our brains are triggered in a way that has never been triggered in the history. And one of the impacts that are there is a reduction of attention span. And one of them is the fragmented attention, diverted attention. We have been bombarded with so many, um, so um, too much information on social media. And one of the impacts that social media can have on you, um, if you use it in an excessive manner, is being isolated. You begin to live um, this ghost life. You know, you're always disconnected from your world, from your real world. You're always lonely. You are always, um, you lose social um, life experience, the real one, you know, 
But all of this thing, um, it comes down into pathological internet use. Um, an excessive and poorly controlled preoccupation urges or, or behavior regarding internet use that lead to impairment and these stress. Now, as we're about to finish, let me just go quickly through um, how can you go about this thing called social media? Remember the verse that we read, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and a life um, and left without walls. When it comes to social media, discipline is one of the most, most important thing, but we'll get into that. When it comes to this, I always pull out this um, quotation by Ellen G. White, the Minister of Healing, page um, 491. She says something like this, the power of self-restraint strengthens by exercise. That which at first seems difficult by constant repetition grows easy until right thoughts and actions become habitual. If we will, if we may turn away from that, um, um, from, from all that is cheap and inferior and rise to a high standard and we may res be respected by men and beloved of God and beloved of God. So what are we saying here? Um, what we are simply saying is we have to understand that social media disorder is built heavily on habits. It's built heavily on habits. Remember that how your brain works. Um, remember how your brains work. When you initially was learning something, your pathway, your connection was weak. But the more frequently you were thinking about that particular thought, the more you were overdoing that thing. You were forming an automatic habit of thinking. Um, and what happens is that it becomes easy for you to do it. So that is basically what we're doing. You can reverse that by now learning new habits, by learning new things, um, um, by repeating them, repeating them. All right. So first and foremost, um, battle, battle, um, wrestle with yourself. You have to be intentional about changing. Remember that the man who was working for, so, uh, for Facebook, he said, if you feed the beast, that beast will destroy you. You push back on it, you have a chance to control it. So there, are t there, there, there is a time when people have to hard fight these tools. So you have to be intentional, ground yourself and begin to fight back. You need to fight back. And one of the things that are there um, for you to free yourself from this thing is social media detox. Social media detox, like the previous presentations about um, 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 Mahupa, who was doing uh, um, a presentation on um, drug addiction. Same thing here, social media, you need social media detox. He spoke about the detox. So even on social media, there is a detox. This detox, it depends on how many days you want to do it, but I would recommend 30 days detox if you are addicted. Um, now, first and foremost, you reflect on the current social media use. Secondly, you deactivate your social media accounts. Thirdly, you uninstall all social media apps, if you're serious. Fourthly, block all social media sites. Five, find a new way to spend your time. The sixth one is ask yourself, why do you want to check social media? The last one is number seven, ask yourself, what is like without social media? Then you go through this pro, um, program of detoxing, you know, you can just start slowly. You can say no Facebook until 12, then day two you might say no social media updates today. Number three you might say no, no social media scrolling till 11. So you might just go on your piece till maybe on the ninth day you might say no Facebook at all. 
Number 10, you, on day 10, you might say no status update at all. All right. Then one of the things that are there is order your life. Create new habits, develop new habits. No social media on certain days, no eating while you are using social media, um, while you are eating. I mean, sorry, no phone while you are eating. Hmm? And one of the things that you can do to order your life is get busy. Don't idle, because if you idle, you're opening a door for you to be um, pulled into social media. Um, get busy with your dreams. Get busy with hobbies. Read. Develop yourself. Um, develop physical interaction. You know, um, have goals, daily goals. Um, that Those are short-term goals. Have daily goals. Have um, long-term goals. And keep pushing. Keep pushing on them. You know, have action plans. Have a deliberate action of how you're going to execute your goals. And be optimistic. Be optimistic. And one thing that I've forgotten on social media detox is we have detox websites, we have detox apps, we have detox programs that you can check on social media. I'm not saying I'm the one who's offering them. I'm basically saying you can check on Google and you will find those websites and apps. All right. And one thing um, that is there about, um, you know, surviving this thing called social media addiction is define your reasons why you're using social media. You know, now one thing that I know about myself, why I'm using social media is I use it for news. I want to catch up with the currents. Hmm? I want to catch up with the currents. I have subscribed or I have, um, I follow news pages. I follow news pages. I want to know what is happening in my country and other countries. I use it as a search engine. If I want a place, if I want someone, if I want something, I use social media as a search engine and it always works for me. <laughs> and I also use it for my pages, my ministry page and business um, page um, to do updates and just to, you know, market my things and to communicate messages through it. And one thing that I can say about social media addiction is if it is severe, please um, get professional assistance. Get a psychologist to help you get, um, you know, life centers to really help you with the detox. And one thing that I can say in, um, you know, Matthew chapter 26 verse 41 says, keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Remember that the flesh is going to keep pulling you towards social media, but you need to be um, updated. <laughs> you need to be updated on your, um, um, on your conscious. You need to keep praying. You need to keep, um, you know, watching that you may not fall into the temptation, that you may not fall into the temptation. All right. Um, then the last thing is believe that you can overcome. Believe that you can. Remember, the man who says I can and the man who says I can't, both of them, they are right. What you say about your life will become your reality. It is in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 when the Bible says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things. And it's the same Christ who say, come unto me, come unto me and I'll help you with your burdens. So walk by faith. Hmm? Believe that you can do it through Christ. He's the one who can free us at the end of the day. Having said that, I appreciate your time to listen to this presentation and I'm hoping that you have learned something and um, our next presentations on game addiction, I also believe that you're going to be learning something. We're going to discover that um, game addiction is a disease. Mm -hmm. We're going to discover that game addiction is a very, um, um, is a very recognized social, um, 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 sorry, it's, it's a recognized um, 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 what do you call it?